Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. My name is Ellie Herringshaw. And I am Mark Herringshaw. My father-daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a father-daughter podcast, and I'm so happy to be here. We're here talking about the process of reclaiming, which for me means that I'm taking broken things, things that used to have happy memories and became broken due to circumstances, and um, choosing to step back into those to create new memories. It's almost like changing the pathways of the triggers in my life to be something not hard, but beautiful. And, um, and that's the process of reclaiming that, that I've been on for the past year and a half. I think what's so beautiful about this is our tendency or our, our temptation is to really just sit and let time, imagining that time is going to fix things. And I think what you've done here is you framed up a way, really simple and practical way for us to participate in the restoration that God wants to do taking deliberate steps to go back to places, step back into an experience that at one point was was really a beautiful part of your life, then gets associated with a tragedy. And by going back and reclaiming it, you're, you're taking back blocks of your time and mm-hmm. blocks of your life that otherwise would be almost inaccessible because of the pain that they trigger. So we've talked about a few of these, a different strategies, specific experiences that you've gone into. And today we're going to look at a very special, really very sacred symbol that you carried that represented your marriage. And then when your marriage um, was severed, when it was broken, the covenant was was destroyed in essence. Mm -hmm. Then that symbol became something that you really had to do something with. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about um, wedding rings and engagement rings. And um, I got engaged October of 2010, which feels like forever ago. (laughs) It's a long time ago. I got engaged and it was the most beautiful day. And um, and it was just an an amazing experience for for someone to get down on one knee to promise their life to me. And um, it was very... It was just incredibly humbling, and I got the most beautiful piece of jewelry out of it, which was awesome, and I remember just driving in my car and being, like, afraid that I was going to be too distracted driving because, you know, your your hand is just at the perfect level where you can just look at your ring and the sun is hitting it, and the way that the, the light caught that diamond was phenomenal. Yeah. And it was just the most beautiful piece of jewelry that I could ever imagine. I loved it so much. And, um, and the minute that the, I discovered the affair, um, that, that piece of jewelry became broken. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it stopped being beautiful to me. Yeah. So I took off my engagement ring and I just kept my wedding ring on because it was you know, I was married by, I was married legally at that point. The The romance was gone completely. So I stopped wearing that ring. And um, But you were still committed at that point yes. to, to really making an effort to 
redeeming the marriage at that point. Yes, I was. I yeah. still wanted to be married and I was hoping, you know, I, I believed that the, the romance would come, would come into the marriage once again. Yeah. But, um, but the beauty of it kind of stopped the beauty of, yeah. of what I thought yeah. it was just, it wasn't beautiful anymore. So the engagement ring, which represented that aspect of your covenant, you set yeah. that aside. Yeah, I did. Because it, it had, that was a particular trigger. Yeah, yeah. it was for sure. Um, particularly because the, the affair began when we were, I, I don't know exactly the timeline, but it, it either began right before we got engaged or during our engagement. So it was before we were married. So there's something about that time for me too that just became, um, there was something kind of icky about it. So I, I took off that ring and it, um, and I, I never put it back on really. So, so after, you know, I, the, the, the divorce process was long, it was tedious and, um, and there were, there were opportunities where I would think, okay, well, I, I need to sell this thing eventually. And I didn't know when I would do that or how I would do that. But in, in the process of reclaiming, um, of taking back these things and sort of trying to create more beauty in the world. I wanted to do something with the ring and I wanted to, you know, if it was to sell it and create a new piece of jewelry for myself or I don't know, go on some sort of trip or something like that. I mean, um, I wanted to do something. Um, so you wanted, you wanted it to become a new something. Yeah. Instead of just like chucking it in a lake or something right. like that. I got to, <laughs> which, which out I'm sure at, yeah, I'm sure that th- there were, there was an impetus to like get it away. Yeah. But what you're saying here, true to this whole redemptive process of reclaiming, you wanted to convert that thing into something new. You just didn't know what you were going to do with it. Right. Yeah. And that was the big question. It's like, okay, what, what might that entail? Right. So, so my, my amazing brother, um, Michael, he, he was talking about his girlfriend and how, um, and how he wants to propose and, um, and thinking of strategies in order to finance a ring for himself. He's a, he's a poor college student. (laughs) And, um, and when, when he, when he was talking to me about this, um, I had this, I had this idea, you know, what if, what if this is a way in, in some sort of capacity? What if it's, what if this is reclaiming? What if I could do something with my ring to um to help my brother or or have a bit of my ring in this new marriage in this new love and and he actually talked to me about that about um helping having my ring help to finance his um and he's he's just newly engaged I had I had I recorded with them yesterday to talk about that engagement process and we will play that right here All right. I am sitting here with my brother, Michael Herringshaw, and his new fiance, Jenna Fearing. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so glad you guys are here and you guys are newly engaged. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> when's the when's the wedding date? August 5th. August 5th. And everyone listening to the podcast is invited, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. Just kidding. I wanted to just have you on briefly to talk about um, the process of getting engaged. Um, yeah, I was really, really nervous 
leading up to right around two o'clock and I had to step outside of class like a little early because I was just like, like, wow, this is, this is a big decision. And I just went to the prayer room and just started praying and talking to Jesus. And yeah, I just felt this sense of relief. And then right when I saw her, like everything, everything was just easy. And it was just like really smooth and all the nerves left. Actually, just so much grace over it. And then we drove over to my house and I had kind of told her sister to text her. So Krista had texted Jenna like, oh, actually I'm not available. And then I suggested that we go on a walk. And yeah, it was amazing. And right before we walked, uh, went on the walk, Jenna began to shake and she didn't really know why. <laughs> um, Maybe then, she knew why a little bit. Maybe like you had secretly, some idea. Somehow. <laughs> Subconsciously. Yeah. But then we took a walk and we went by a bridge that means a lot to me. And I just began to, to talk about memories and different things that I've kind of associated with the bridge. And I got on one knee and she fell and went on two <laughs> knees. And then I helped her up <laughs> and then asked her if she would marry me. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I was, I was lucky enough and blessed enough, I should say, I was blessed enough to, to witness that moment. You had me um, there to photograph it, which was a huge honor yeah. and something that was um, just a really, really beautiful experience for me. Yeah, so I wasn't like completely, well, I, I don't know, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, um, but... I, yeah, I was like started to shake. And then earlier that day, it did cross my mind. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to propose today, which is like, I don't know. Yeah. But when I saw like when we started hanging out, I like didn't have that in my head at all. Um, So then when we went for a walk and we like got down to the bridge and he got down on one knee, I like just was shaking and crying like uncontrollably. <laughs> Um, and I was like using the bridge as like a support <laughs> to like that's keep so, myself that's up. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then like once I let go of the bridge, I just like flopped. <laughs> like, I couldn't stand up. And so then, yeah, he like, he was like, Jenna, you have to stand up. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like helped me back up and then proposed. So yeah, there was just like so much joy. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, I cried for like two and a half hours afterwards. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Tell me about um this beautiful new piece of jewelry you have. Yes. He did such a good job. It's just like, it's perfect in every single way. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, remind, like, it's just like this perfect little like thing it's so hard to explain because and it's, it's not that little either. No, like the, it's like it's, it's stunningly it gorgeous. Is. It's per, it's literally the perfect size, and it's just like every I don't know, just every part of it is just perfect. Like I just stare at it all the time. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I mean, something is something as beautiful as this rock mm -hmm. that's just shaped in and and cut in this gorgeous way that just catches the light that. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful on your hand. And I love that. I love that we, we use rings as the symbol of commitment, mm. um, that 
right now you will be, I mean, you, you will be wearing that for the rest of your life. You'll be wearing this ring as an example and as a, as a symbol of your commitment to make a commitment. (laughs) (laughs) And then your, and then you'll, you know, you'll put your wedding band on that too, which will complement it just perfectly. Yeah. I'll only love it more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's really amazing. It's really amazing. So in your eyes, what um what does this what does this ring mean to you guys? Hmm. Yeah. Whenever I just like look at it, I just always it just immediately just like brings me back to just like the goodness of God and just like just the fact that it is it's perfect. Like in my eyes like there's nothing like I I couldn't even look at it and think like, "Oh, I wonder if you know if there was if the rock was bigger or if it was small like it's just like oh everything that it is is like perfect and just like the beauty in that and the way that I just like I get to just think about me and Michael's relationship and the goodness of God like in it every single time that I look at it and it's just like it's literally priceless and it's amazing yeah that's amazing what about for you Michael I think a lot of it is just attached to the journey that the Lord has brought me on of really understanding what love is, of understanding that I don't love other people in order to get something in return. And it's not a game that I play that I do something for you so that so that you give me something. And that's really part of the journey with going to that bridge as I I had some times with the Lord where he spoke to me really clearly about learning what love was about on that bridge. And it was an opportunity where I got to just, it was, it was obviously very symbolic of like, I'm getting on one knee. I'm going to serve you. And I want to give you something. want to give you part of my heart so that it really represents like servanthood for me of like, I want to give you something not in order to get something in return from you, but I really want to lay my life down and like, serve you for the rest of my life perfectly said thank you so much I am so happy for my brother I'm so it feels so right to me I um I constantly want to avoid bitterness and resentment and cynicism in my life and I could be but I don't want I don't want that I'm really happy for them and um and the, the thought that my ring could be something, could be a little bit a part of their story. And even just being there when they got engaged, it was beautiful. It was, it was hard. It was really hard, but it was a really beautiful experience. So, so I actually went with, with Michael. I brought my ring to this jeweler. He had a ring picked out that he wanted. Um, and so then it was just going to sort of be a swap, um, for his ring from for for my old ring and and so when when uh when I went there to this jeweler she was really sweet um my brother had sort of kind of like kind of filled her in and some of the story that this is a that this is a ring that that um that's from a broken marriage so when I brought when I brought it in um I think she was expecting she was expecting more bitterness from me she was expecting me to just be like, oh, let's get this ring out of here. And, um, and that's, I think that that's the way that a lot of people view it. Um, and, but, but that's not, that's not how I want to deal with it. 
I don't want to create more negativity. This thing, this ring that I wore for, for six years, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's valuable. It's valuable financially, but it's also valuable in terms of the covenant. And, and this, something as beautiful as a diamond became so ugly to me. And, um, and so I, when I was, I was there with this jeweler and she was, um, and she was saying, yeah, sometimes I have to sign, um, sign pieces of paper for people when they're buying rings because they, they're superstitious. They don't want, they don't want their ring. They don't want their diamonds to be associated with any broken marriages. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, okay, well, that's my ring. That's this diamond. This diamond became, be, to some people will become completely unusable. And that, I mean, that's heartbreaking to me. So, so I was sitting there and she was, she was kind of, I think, you know, well-intentioned sort of like, oh, let's, let's get rid of this. Like, I don't want you to have to see this anymore. And, um, and so as, as I was there with her, I was just like, you know what, I just want to stop. I just want to like almost play, pray a blessing over this ring. And that's kind of what I did. I believe that that diamond, that that metal, whatever it's used for, um, is going to bless someone. I think it will bless a marriage. I think it will bless love again. Yeah, because the, I mean, the material, the physical material is created by God, right? Whatever the, the metal is, if it's gold or tungsten or platinum, yeah. that itself is created by God. The diamond itself, I mean, diamonds are an incredible, almost a, a kind of parable because they are something kind of plain and ugly, which is carbon. Mm-hmm. They're just coal. And under the intense pressure of the weight of the earth through however long ago that happened, right? The heat and the pressure pressed that carbon together into a crystal hmm. and a beautiful crystal that's, that's really, it's the hardest thing that we know mm-hmm. in terms of, of like, of its, of its actual strength. The only thing that can cut it is another, is diamond. another diamond. Yeah, exactly. So in a way you've got something very mundane and and you you could say ugly in mm. just the the coal of carbon under pressure becomes something beautiful yeah. your ring which was beautiful became something ugly hmm. it wow. became like like coal again and what you were doing was out of the pressure of what you experienced giving that back to god you were re-diamonding that diamond <laughs> And giving that those resources back into God's hands and letting him bless someone else again. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking the other day as I was kind of pondering all this because watching all this happening with between you and Michael and and Jenna and how this all played out. You know, we we rub shoulders against dirty and corrupt things all the time. I, I, I pulled out a dollar bill the other day and I looked and thinking, you know, who knows where this has been yeah. Right. Like, like it's, <laughs> so it's, true. it's, um, you know, I mean, I, I might use it to, you know, buy whatever I need to buy, you know, gallons of gas or whatever. But the use of that particular piece of paper, who knows what it's passed through. Right. And so the stuff that we touch in the world it may have a history to it. We redeem it 
by bringing it back into the purposes of God. And yeah. I think in a, in a really totally. powerful way, that's what you did by walking through this kind of bartering process, you know, taking this um, and, and bringing it into Michael and Jenna's love affair and their mm-hmm. covenant, right? And then allowing Michael, okay, now he will set up some payment arrangement with you to cover how that's going to happen. You now have been able to take that piece of metal, that piece of stone, put it back in, in a way to a process of covenant. Very similar, like the, the picture of how a piece of coal becomes a diamond. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I. It's it's really interesting because sometimes I I feel so strongly that this is what I need to do, and I can't quite put words around it. So I love talking about it and trying to trying to sort of navigate it. Um, and. And encourage and encourage this for other people. So how do you feel today? I mean, this was just very recent. Yeah. This just happened like a week ago. Yeah. So how do you feel today knowing your ring's been reclaimed? Leaving leaving the leaving the jeweler, leaving the experience, it was incredibly challenging to um it was the 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 first time in a long time I had cried really, really hard. Um, I knew it was a really important step and I knew that it was right. Um, but it was really challenging. And, um, and then witnessing Michael and Jenna's engagement, cause I took photos at their, um, when, when he proposed, um, it was really hard. It was really, it, I mean, that's an incredibly intimate time and, um, a time where a man is on his knee to, um, to, to promise his life to her. Um, and asking for that in return. And, and so it was, a, it, I mean, I was, I was surprised that the photos were in focus because I was crying so much and, and I'm not, I'm not a big crier, but, but it was just very, um, it was just a very vulnerable time and, um, and really beautiful to be there. But I, um, I'm sensitive to that moment to, to those moments because, because of what it meant for me. And, um, and how I remember it, how I, I remembered, I remembered an engagement and I remembered the, um, the ring as something that was beautiful and then became not. And, um, and I know that that's not everyone's story. That's not that I know from Michael and Jenna that this is happy, that this is joyful and beautiful. Um, I I think though that and you've said this before, the process of reclaiming often is about entering into those negative emotions. Like you, you go into it and then you know it's going to hit. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what you're describing here. We don't run away or bury those. We run into them. Yeah. And then allow, allow God who's always redemptive, who always works things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean that all things are good or all things feel good. So you step into what, what ultimately, you know, is going to be hurtful. You're pulling out a sliver out of your hand and you know that the process of that is going, this is going to hurt in the end. It's going to allow healing. Well, yeah, the, the, the point for me is not to, it's not to medicate pain. 
the the pain is is a symptom of something deeper yeah and um and so if i if i'm feeling something negative if i'm feeling a negative emotion anger sadness um any anything like that towards my ex-husband towards my marriage to me that's an indicator that 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 there's an area of my life that needs to be healed so in order to do that i have to step in and and i i need to I, I need to step into that pain. So you, taking this example of, of a ring, I mean, it would have been possible for you to just put that in a little box somewhere in your house and like never think about it again, but it would still be there. Or you could have just, you could have done a transaction, like taken it to a jeweler or put it on, you know, put it on the internet and just sold it. Yeah. Without actually mm-hmm. turning it into an opportunity for reclaiming. That there's a difference of just shuffling it aside versus stepping into it and turning this into actually an opportunity to move beyond. Yeah. I mean the the ring, even though it's tiny, became something a big wall in front of you. Yeah. And you broke through the wall by actually in essence making the ring serve the purpose of redemption and reclaiming. Yeah, that's exactly I think right. that um, you know probably a lot of people listening, and they may not have you know engagement rings. It might be something else, but but often it is. Particularly if if it's a broken marriage, that symbol is so powerful. Everybody saw, and everybody that was at the wedding watched that ring. The wedding ring went on your hand next to that engagement ring, and there's something extremely powerful about that symbol. You see it every day. Everybody that meets you looks, glances at your hand and goes, oh, she's married. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's part of that identity. And, and so I think probably many, uh, many listening have something similar. And, and maybe this is an inspiration for them to step into a creative act of reclaiming with something that's both physical and beautiful and yet painful and, and kind of has an, an eternal, um, deep eternal pain connected to it but can become a deep eternal blessing through reclaiming yeah yeah that's that's the goal yep that's the that's the hope for me that um that this can be something that's encouraging to others um can you talk a little bit about what i mean you you've you've married hundreds of people yeah well i i i I, I was a pastor for many years and Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how many people i've I've, I've stood with and, and said those vows and have them repeat them after me. It's, it's really powerful. I, I always, I always uh, find that moment, um, it's a little bit of a glimpse into eternity because um, something is happening. It's, it's like I remember um, first time I, I came to Minnesota and experienced a thunderstorm up in California we didn't really have them and in the middle of the night this flash of light and suddenly everything is as bright as day for half a second and then it goes mm-hmm. black again I think a wedding moment is like that right when that covenant is made there's a flash of light everything's crystal clear in eternity and then mm-hmm. it's just normal again and and standing there as those vows are made and the ring is the tangible almost incarnational picture of that the way communion is is this incarnational expression of christ's presence in us Hmm. right or baptism of our salvation same thing that um that that ring 
it encapsulates that in this tangible world. Um, to be able to redeem that when it's broken is actually a picture of God's ability to redeem anything. There's nothing that's ultimately trash. That he takes something that was beautiful, that became trash, and he turns it into a new plan A for our lives. Mm -hmm. There's never a plan B from God's perspective. Mm -hmm. There's only a new plan A. He'll just like, okay, I'll take what's here and let's turn it into something beautiful. In this case, your ring actually became a part of a redemptive process that allowed another covenant, Michael's and Jenna's, to go a next step. And it it actually opens the door for a completely new plan A for your life. Yeah, that's amazing. And it can be for, if you're listening to this, and that's right where you find yourself, you feel like you've hit a, a wall and the road doesn't seem to go anywhere. It's it, you've come down and it's like there, it, there's no option to go left or right. There's just a wall. It, it well may be that that wall, whatever it is, and it might be, it might be a wedding ring. That's the wall for you. There is a creative way for that to become a door. And God can do it. God alone can do that. Those things are way too big for us to break through. They're walls that we can't, we, we can crack our heads against them and crack our hearts against them. But in a miracle of inspiration, he can show us how to cut a hole in that wall through a step of faith. And that's ultimately what, what this simple little beautiful act is. And now when you look at, at Jenna's hand with that, engagement ring you have a part of that story i mean there's a price that's paid for that you paid a price yeah michael's paying a price <laughs> i mean i don't know you'll 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 extract it from him some way i'm sure I, i'm not paying him interest that's really the main thing <laughs> that's you're not really charging the, him interest no you mean? no yeah yeah, yeah charging yeah. him interest <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm maybe he'll uh He'll be working it off for yeah. many years. <laughs> it's a beautiful ring. It, it, it is. And your ring. your story is now in that story yeah. in a really beautiful way. Yeah. So. And and that's um I'm I'm just I'm happy that that can be um it's it's almost like the love that I experienced, the love that I shared with my ex husband can live on in some yeah. way. Yeah. Because the that love was real. And yeah. I, I, well, I I was really struck by by that early on in this um, early on in discovering the affair that that I I actually I had love I I shared yeah. love that love was real and and I don't want to pretend like I didn't um and and I don't want to so so because it was real for me the the experience was not what I thought it was but still on my end yeah my giving it yeah. was yeah so so with so with my with my brother it's almost like that love sort of lives on in a in a yeah. way yeah. and um and it doesn't go anywhere yeah. in the in the universe it's not like it just yep. disappears or becomes trash we have a we have a friend who um had a heart transplant and she's living actually with someone else's heart. Hmm. And and there was a tragedy on the other side of that where someone lost their life, but the family then, in essence, bestowed upon her this heart. And, and now it's been, it's been multiple years. And so literally the cells of that heart 
are no longer the cells because every seven years or so we have completely new mm. cellular yeah, structure, right? So the cells in that heart are now completely the the cells that her body has generated. Yeah. So it's a completely, re- in that sense, it's a redeemed or reclaimed heart. But the, the genetics that were actually originally in that heart are still there. It's really a an amazing I think an amazing picture of that kind of redemption. Jenna's ring is her ring. Yeah. But in a way it's like a heart transplant on her finger that that is hers but yet will always bear the markings of your redeemed and reclaimed story. Yeah. And that can be it can be for you. If you're listening to this and you're looking for hope, there is hope in Jesus. But as as you've often shared, Ellie, faith is usually expressed in some step mm-hmm. of risk. And and so you may need to take, you know, l- listening out there, you may need to take a step to reclaim that which has been, you know, stolen or, or robbed um, and allow God through that step to do a miracle. Yeah. And with that, let's close. Thanks for being here, Dad. Thanks for um, for sharing your wisdom. And I'm I'm have so much to learn from you. And um, and I just love these dialogues. I think it's really wonderful. And thank you, listeners. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com.